Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How are you doing? So far, so good. Good. Uh, I got a little story to tell you. Uh, it'll tie in a little bit with what we're talking about today. So I had uh, I had a pig that was not going to make it, right? And so I had, I had someone I knew that would come to get hogs. Um, they came, they, they drive from like five hours away. Um, but I met them during the pandemic when like all the processing plants were closed and we had huge pigs and they just kept getting bigger. So I just started putting ads out on Facebook and had just tons of people wanting to come and help. And uh, this guy and his, his wife um, came and butchered a hog bin and they keep re- they kept reaching out saying hey we'll take another take mm-hmm. another and the last time i found out that uh he, he had taken on a pastoral role for his church cool um small church but he and uh this happened i butchered the pig last week i think it was and it was actually kind of fun i brought charlie with me because uh, this guy wasn't going to be here till seven and leave them both home with mom after a long day. I was like, he likes to ride in the skid loader. Um, the only time he cried is that I didn't, he wanted to like watch me shoot the pig. Oh, see, I thought he was going to be really put off by the whole butchering process. And I'm sorry for he, anyone out there with all this description that, yeah. about all this stuff. But um, yeah, well, he was like, you know, can I poke the eyes? And I'm like, I go for it, bud. But anyways anyways this uh this couple and really awesome people so they're talking about you know the kind of the troubles that they're you know having in their church and you know the different issues which you know is great to talk is they're so awesome to talk to um and just there's like a someone who comes to their church and is just like openly very i only come for the food for the potluck only come for the food loads up with food and, and goes and he's like and we've got people you know who aren't getting enough during the potluck and so i said well actually what would you what would be your you know insight into that first corinthians 11 love them no first Corinthians 11 oh because paul had the same problem okay everybody was coming for communion and they weren't waiting for each other and so he says okay and towards the end of that he says so, so examine each other take time to examine yourself first before you have communion so you, you know it's, what you're talking about is an age-old problem even paul knew about it okay but the other side of it's i doubt if paul kicked anybody out of it but he just made sure they knew what church was for okay and it just it just it it got me into a little um an idea how much this is about perception and how we can use each other to kind of help figure that out. You know, mm-hmm. Figure out a problem that we're having. You know, I'm not good at this, right? You know, if, if we have a disagreement on something, or I think I'm right, I'm, I'm going to tell you why you're, you're right. Wrong. Yeah. But I'm not going to try to help you through it, or, you know, I'm getting better at it. What I'm trying to say is there's there's a level of perception that we need to like step into someone else's shoes and see how that works. Right. True. Or as long as we have something out there that we both respect beyond our opinions. 
Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, our opinions are about as wide as can be as far as the diversity of the church, diversity of the people. Our opinions on any given subject are just about as yeah, and and I think there's some effort to get them farther apart. All the oh time yeah, just for the I don't know entertainment value. Yep. Uh, anyway, it makes news uh, mm -hmm. every evening. Uh, so, but the other side of it is the Bible would say that there's there's a time where we sharpen each other mm -hmm. by the conversation we have. Yeah, and I you know iron sharpens iron. I believe it's in Ecclesiastes sort of refers to, and we've always taken it as two men who have a discussion, uh, opposite sides, but we sharpen each other. Mm -hmm. And that conversation is good for us because it doesn't end us up on, we learn insight that way. Uh, so I, I look for people who sharpen me. Yeah. Okay. I promised a, a fun activity this time. Um, so I'll put this up on the screen and if you're just listening to this, just hold on. I'll, I will, I, I will, I'll tell you what's going on in a little bit here. But I want okay. Don to look at this image, and they'll put the image on the screen first um, for everyone watching. And what we're seeing is two different colored gray mm -hmm. boxes, right? It's got they're stacked on top of each other, and there's two different colored gray boxes. Now I want you to hold up your finger to block out the center so you can't see the center right here and i'm going to change it on the screen oh, for everybody like this here yeah are those boxes different colors hmm they do would appear that way wouldn't they the top one darker but are they oh no huh they're the same color aren't they it's background makes it different the background makes it different and this is just kind of a fun game. It's always interesting to see how God makes the sun for all these cool things, but this is another one of those things. The shading, why our brain does this dumb thing where it thinks that that's two different colors, but it's the exact same shade color. It's actually the surroundings mm -hmm. that changes our perception. Yeah. A lot of cool things to take away from this little experiment. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. So for anyone who's watching at home, I've got two gray boxes stacked on top of each other. There's a white background on the top box, a black background on the bottom box, and there's some kind of shading that's going around these two boxes. To make it look like the top one is a much darker shade of gray, where the bottom one is a much lighter shade of gray. But when you hold your finger in between the two of them, you can clearly see that they're the exact same color shade of gray. When you cover lines. Mm-hmm. And it just got me to thinking how like in that story, the perception of how we're seeing someone, you know, doing something selfishly or let's take, you know, like the division of churches, um, two different ideals. Like we talk about this stuff all the time, how one topic can divide us. Exactly. But when we look at it and we take that topic out of it, it's the same. We're the same. Well, and I think we've experienced it here. We agree on more things. Even though I come from an Anabaptist background to a Wesleyan church, mm -hmm. a Methodist church, we agree on more things than we disagree on, which is cool. Yeah. But then what importance do we take on those things that we disagree on? Yeah. And so if we make them so important, that will divide.
Yeah. I, I, I think we need, that's where I'm sort of coming at this saying, you know, perception, our perception is controlled largely by the background and the foreground. Mm -hmm. And so where are we playing, where are we putting this book, where are we putting God's will into our conversation? Yeah. And I think probably, I would say, and I'll take, I'll take full responsibility for this, is that a lot of the church's problems today are where they're placing the Bible in the conversation. Yeah. Is it in the center of the conversation? Is it an outlier to the con conversation? Uh, is it not being considered at all in the conversation? Mm -hmm. I mean, some, some conversations are saying, well, things have changed so much time from Bible times that to put the Bible in the middle of the conversation uh, doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. Because we're not living in the 80, Bible times. 80, yeah. 70. Yeah. yeah. That it's irrelevant now for the most part. Well, I guess I found that God's word is timeless. So when <laughs> I have the conversation, I, I want to know the word well enough to know that we can put it in the middle of the conversation. And I invite those who also know the word, may come out a different spot, to, to, to the conversation. Yeah. I'm just surprised at how few times we can have those conversations. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because you see, you know, we perceive this, what looks like sin in somebody. And just, I mean, just like in that picture, you know, you see that there's a difference between you. You know, you're making yourself the lighter colored, nice, and they're black. But if, if you remove what your, your perception is of that sin, that middle of, the, middle of it, you can see you're both exactly the same. And what I've found when I see people change their minds is you, ha you, don't, you don't, you know, just pound those facts into the ground into them, right? You don't remove yourself from them and isolate yourself in your own view, but you, you change their perception because there's something cool that happens in your head that when you're trying to figure out how to change that person's perception, and it's really cool, you have to look at your own idea of it and how you perceive it to change their perspective. Er, and it's, it's something fascinating that God gave us the skill to do that. But simply just did you being know, holier than thou. What's up? Did you notice you're, you're reflecting Scripture? No, I did not. You didn't know you were reflecting Scripture. Well, Scripture says this. Judge not, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and to the same measure that you use, it will be judged and measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take a look at your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. This is Jesus talking, okay? First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Mm -hmm. So what you're talking about is Scripture. I mean, it, it's basically perspective by making sure, Well, and I use it. I use it in my own discipleship. So if I see something that bugs me, that's the first flag. It bugs me in somebody else's life. Then I see that that's probably the Holy Spirit putting it Hey, there's a flag on that. Flag on that play. Don, where's that in your life? And I have no right to address it in somebody else's life 
until I've addressed it in my own. Yeah. Because then I have enough perspective given God's Holy Spirit guidance that I then can address it. Yeah. There's also a lot of negatives that come from if you don't do that. Absolutely. That's probably like one of the number one causes of stress and anxiety is focusing so much on something that someone else is doing wrong or and pushing your problem you like you we all know we got some stuff we got to take care of some issues that we have and we when you don't address those problems yourself when you don't grow that's gonna burn inside of you that anxiety that stress the reason why you don't feel good is because you know you're not addressing that and i would add one one layer on top of that that's exactly right i'd add another layer what you learn about dealing with your own sin, with your own inadequacies, you can bring to the table to help someone else. Yeah. I, was, I think about all the alcoholics that I've worked with over the years. I haven't been an alcoholic. Right. But I can help them, and then they're a whole lot more effective at helping others than I could ever be. Yeah. Because they've been there. Right. They've done that. Mm-hmm. They know what it's like. I've got a guy who, uh, who is an alcoholic, was an alcoholic. Well, he is an alcoholic. That, that's a lifelong that's works, thing. Yep. That keeps a bottle of scotch with about that much in the bottle left on his shelf. And that's where he stopped. That was his last drink was before that little bit of scotch left in that bottle. Interesting. And that's a reminder that he doesn't have to have that bottle. Mm-hmm. And he can use that as a testimony to somebody else who's dealing with the very same thing. Yeah. He's been there. He's done that. He's on this side of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, his, uh, his testimony to work with that is a whole lot better than mine ever could be. Yeah, that's really awesome. Just using those, because sometimes I, I don't like the amount of affirmation we hand out all the time. Sometimes that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But the empathy that comes with it is something that we all need right. in order to make those changes. Yeah. It takes a little both. Yeah, it does. But I see a lot of problems with the strictly affirmation. True. As a preacher, I found a lot of heat when I give rebuke, though. Oh, yeah. <gasps> but it's the most fun. No, I, no, I have never <laughs> found kidding. that one. I was kidding. And it never has <laughs> no. really won friends or influenced people. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Sometimes it influenced them to say, goodbye. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, it's... It took me a while to, I've, I've seen where it's just like, oh yeah, I identified that someone, something's wrong, rebuke. You, if you're enjoying that part of it, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a red flag. I'll tell you, that's a red, a red flag. flag. Big one right there. Because if you are truly compassionate and truly empathetic to them and want to help them and change their perspective on something and understand it, oh man, that should bring you no joy. Because you're in for a ride, then. You're sick to your stomach. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're going to be with them in that journey, that's hard. I was in a situation where there was a, an abuse situation. I'll just say it was an abuse situation. And uh, a, a man I, I, I dearly loved, a young man I was living, living into, and he did something he had, had, should never have done. And that night, going to that man's house with the police, the sheriff that was there was the, the, 
the most the, the most difficult life I, night I can remember for yeah the last thirty years. That is the way rebuke ought to be. Love them so much that saying those words has to be hard. Yeah, but they still need to be said. Mm-hmm. And heard. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're not if you're not feeling their pain, if you're not feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I'm not going to say anymore. The beautiful you said end it right. of that yeah. story was that uh, we walked with him through that and he got the help he needed and uh, his life is in a really good spot these days. Good. To me, that as a pastor, I'm all right doing that mm-hmm. as long as we can see Christ in the end. Yep. Because I believe Christ was here to transform my life and I'd like to offer him around to to transform others. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to get to that point. You know, we always want to be a part of something changing someone's life. And sometimes that isn't something that you can do on your own. That's not something that you're necessarily called to every time. You know, we always want to make sure we're helping everybody fix the problems in their lives. But if you're not doing it twice as much for yourself, it's you're, you might not be orienting your, your goals properly. Right. Yeah. It's a, you know, look inside, like you just said, mm-hmm. take the plank out first, because that's how you're truly going to be able to help is to go through that yourself. Yes. Get those, get that experience of overcoming that. Well, and it, it's also, a, we get to know ourselves better. Mm-hmm. I think if we are so outward focused, we're always fixing somebody else and forgetting the fact that Christ is still doing a work in us, mm-hmm. then we've missed the point. Yeah. And, uh, to, to be leading someone else to Christ, we need to be getting closer to Christ ourselves. Yeah. You, you've got, you can't lead somebody where you haven't gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that walk with Jesus, we've got to keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, when ra- with raising kids, like I have a ton of experience with that, almost three years, but a lot of times you're seeing that they're take you're the example you know you have to be the example you, if you're always telling them the correct things to do yeah i mean an obedient child which i don't know when mine will become that but uh i assume eventually i don't know um you know you can get through to them with you know just commands but man the amount of stuff that they take from just watching you and seeing you you want to make those changes in other people's lives you don't know how God's putting that on their journey, you know, how God is guiding them down a certain path and just seeing you being a part of that companionship, that friendship, and just seeing you go down a path and the joy you have mm-hmm. and the struggles they see, man, that, that can be so much, so much more powerful than simply. And sometimes we rebuking. communicate more when we're walking through uh, struggles, yeah, uh, our struggles can teach an awful lot of pe- about how it is to be a Christian walking through times that aren't so wonderfully joyful. Mm-hmm. Just being vulnerable with people is it's part of life too. Yeah, that's something I'm, I struggle with is being openly vulnerable. But oh, oh yeah, is that a guy thing? No, it must be. Yeah, I. Although you want to know a trick. Well, see, I don't like to be so vulnerable that your games 
surprise me and, and I'm embarrassed. Eh, you don't get embarrassed, do you? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, I've thought about that before. How you, how can someone like, okay, let's come back to the embarrassment thing because I want to tell you this trick. Okay. So this trick I found and it, it comes into fishing a little bit. Um, if, so if you go, I would go into a fishing store and I remember thinking one time when I was asking for some advice from somebody, from a, a guy at the bait shop, because generally that's where you're going to go to find out what you got to do to catch this fish here or, you know, even hunting. And here's the trick. If you would talk to people that you want some sort of advice from, they are so open and willing to give you almost all the information you can handle. If you start with, Hey, I'm kind of a dummy about this. And what's also interesting is that you find out that you are kind of a dummy about that. And they are, they know all the things, but and much more open to give out information if you're not just trying to use them. If they can see that you're helping them, or if they can see that they are helping you grow. Yes. And that's not like a manipulate. Maybe it is, but the desire for like literally everyone that I've met to help you through something you're struggling with is so awesome. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, back to the embarrassment thing. Like, how does someone in, in church? So, like, sometimes I'd love to just be, you know, get up here and sing, you know, a favorite hymn, just like I do in my car, or preach a certain, you know, topic of something. But I have a little bit of embarrassment because I'm like, is even thinking about it, just embarrassed, embarrassed about it. Is am I going to say the right words that God would want me to do? Want me to say? Is this going to be life-giving and glorify God? And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh my God and my Redeemer. Mm-hmm. So is there just like, there's no reason to be embarrassed about it? Well. If you have the right intentions? No reason to embarrass. I mean, okay, so is it preparation? Yeah, there's preparation. I really am a strong believer in the movement of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And yes, God has in, uh, put me in those situations. It's been embarrassing at different times, uh, for sure. But often the outcome of even my own embarrassment usually gets somebody's attention mm-hmm. to listen to the message behind. Yeah. And so, hey, I'll give it up for Jesus. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah, embarrass me for Jesus. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Embarrass me for your own control. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I usually take my stand. I'm not, I'm not too uh, shy. Yeah. Because you know, there's at least a handful of people that are going to enjoy seeing you be embarrassed a little exactly. bit. And I don't mind it at it all. It wasn't that many years ago, okay, that uh, they had a dunk tank at church at a uh, fundraiser event. And uh, I was not, you, you know how I love water. Yeah. And, and so I was really not looking forward to this operation mm-hmm. being dunked. And, uh, but I thought for the, for the goal that we had, it was worth the, the wager. And, and so I did. I, I went in there and, and got dunked many times. And then there was other guys that weren't quite so gracious about being dunked but uh 
And there were some that really wanted, it was a hot day, they just wanted to be done. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I'm open to what God wants. Mm -hmm. His will be done. I think we pray that on a prayer quite often. Mm -hmm. Thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. And that I, needs to be the way we live as Christians. So if the good times come, praise the Lord. If we end up in the middle of a trial or tribulation, a hospital, hospitalization, illness, thy will be done. Mm -hmm. Somehow, may God find glory, be glorified in me. Yeah. Through me. Uh, wouldn't that change the dynamics of almost everything we do in the church? Almost everything we do in the community? Maybe even the way the church reaches into the community? Thy will be done. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean walking blindly into something. Mm -mm. Right? Okay. Not just like me walking up. I decided I'm going to sing this. I'm going to decide I'm going to sing this just now. Mm. And here I go. You could tell me ahead of time. I'll put it in the right spot. Yeah, I bet. And I bet we could even get Carly to sing with you. Oh, I bet not. With, oh... She's an adventurous lady. She married yeah. you. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess uh, I'm, I've been startled by the number of times that God has been glorified through the ones who were willing to risk what they thought would be so embarrassing. I did not, I did not sing in church. I mean, I was a soloist to high school and... and uh, did those kind of things in high school. Was, mm -hmm. All my vocal training was in high school. But I did not sing until one Sunday morning at the last church I pastored. And yeah, I, I just knew that I could build the message to a good spot if I would lead the last song. I didn't want anything between the sermon and the congregation singing. And so I took the risk. And it was a risk. Because I, you know, do I get it on the right pitch? And is it too high or too low? And so I took a little uh, tuning fork with me mm -hmm. so I could get my pitch. And I tinged it quick, and I, I started right into the hymn. And uh, got a lot of affirmation for that. So a lot of times, even though the church that I pastored did a lot of a cappella singing, yeah. I would lead that last hymn. Oh, maybe 10% of the time. But when it lent well from the sermon to the last song, I could do that. And I found that over the time I was more comfortable doing that. Hmm. So I don't get embarrassed getting up there. So maybe time for you to try. Maybe. Yeah. My wife was an a cappella singer in college. I remember going to see her, like, I think it might be like a third date kind of a thing, where I went and I saw her a cappella group. And because we used, I, I loved a cappella. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. It is. Uh, uh, I think I've told this story here before, but when my uh, when my mom married Rob, we all went to see this a cappella group, and my mom is not an outgoing person. Like, does not like if you said everyone we're all going to give hugs. She's not about that, and. It's you, you wouldn't think so because she stands up and talks a lot, right? I was say, 
This is the same um, lady I know. Doesn't like to be put on the spot, right? Okay. Yeah, because don't put she, her on the spot. she talks every single Sunday. And the only time, she, the only reason she didn't last Sunday is because she was on vacation. But at this event, Rob sits in the front row, so we all sit in the front row. I remember her being like, "We have to be in the front row." <laughs> and so then they're singing the uh, a song from the Little Mermaid. I think it's called "Kiss the Girl," and they're like. We need some volunteers. And Rob's like, yeah. And afterwards, she was like, can't believe you did that. <laughs> and we were like, look at her. Oh, yeah. Rob um, was up there singing Kiss the Girl. No. <laughs> they kissed at like that part in the song on stage in front of like a whole oh. bunch of people. Made her very uncomfortable. That's fun. You got a video? No. No. No, but we bought the CDs and it's been a staple of our family for a very long time. And no doubt. We can all remember that. Remember that's, that moment. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But I do like hearing your wife. Oh, she's awesome. Singing the hymns at the back. And mm-hmm. I, I can, yeah. Yep. It's a blessing. Well, it helps me out. Yeah. There's nothing more that I. There's no song or anything that I like more than listening to her sing. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to see you in a dunk tank as well. That would also be fun. Okay. I'd be very sympathetic. I knew you wouldn't like water, so I would maybe I'd try to miss once. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I figured that. I'd want you to see the ball keep well, coming close. Well, I would need to know the. <laughs> I would need to know the goal. You know, are we really doing something for Jesus here? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if we're doing something for Jesus, then I don't mind. Okay. Uh, I yeah. I guess. Do I have any? bathing suit <laughs> yeah yeah you probably don't have that i didn't even think about that if you don't swim much i don't swim so we'll have to find something mm-hmm. all right this is a good episode don thanks for everyone taking that journey with <laughs> thank us thank you we for putting got, up with us this morning <laughs> got a little off track but this was a lot of fun so will you pray us out i can do that heavenly father we thank you for the privilege you give us to be your people called by your name guided by your son and watched over by your Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, help us do this week all that you've called us to do. May we do so in such a way it brings honor and glory to you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Take care. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.